I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Basketball Show. Boy, are we excited to get this podcast started. We've heard loud and clear from Monarch Nation. The craving for ODU basketball content is huge, and we're about to satiate that hunger. Let's get the party started. Welcome to the show, Coach. Glad to be with you guys. It's exciting. The first first show, and you know, we've we've met, we've talked, we've emailed, and you know, a lot of conversation leading up to tonight. So very very excited to you know partner up with you guys. Well, I couldn't be happier, more excited about what this show could be. But when you came on the show in June, you talked in depth about the new squad. So we have a lot of new faces in the program for the season. What can you tell us about the fellows and how the team is developing so far in camp? Well, you know, a, a lot of a lot of work, a lot of has gone on, you know, starting way back in, in May, you know, back at that time of, of the year, you know, you're allowed eight hours per week working with with guys and, you know, the on court stuff. We we divided it basically four hours per week in lifting. And that left us, you know, four more hours. And how we divvied it up this year was to to practice the entire team together. Uh, I, you know, for, for two, two hour practices, I think that's, that's what we ended up doing. And, you know, a, a lot of teaching, you know, because of the, the, the new guys trying to primarily get our defensive fundamentals, you know, as established last season, we didn't really do anything well. Um, and we, we, we kind of decided that at the very least, we're going to get back to trying to become an elite defensive team. At least we'd have something that we can hang our hat on. And, and, and hopefully, you know, be able to carry us through any, any rough times. So that really was the focus. The guys worked hard. They were extremely enthusiastic. At times, the progress was slow. You know, when, you, when you've got guys from so many different backgrounds, you know, different coaches, you know, teach different, different ways, different philosophies, different positioning on the court. So, you know, we were kind of a melting pot of, of, of ideas. And, you know, so we had to kind of establish how we do things. You know, we went through the summer and I was I was extremely pleased with the summer. We were able obviously to get, you know, Dorico and and Faison to, you know, to to join in with the group when we started school in 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 September, late late August. And and the workouts, the initial workouts, you know, they they started off and I think we picked up where we left off. And then we started uh, right at the end of, of, of September, we started our uh, practices. And, and, and now, you know, we're, we're allowed 20, you know, per, per week. And, you know, that includes lifting, that includes lift, lifting, watching film as well as practice. The guys are working hard. You know, there's been times, I, I think, where, and, and every team kind of goes through it, where you, you know, you, you, you're on an upward trajectory as, as far as your learning curve, and then you plateau for a little bit. And then you, you know, you, you pick it up. And I think we've, we've seen that and, and we've tried to push hard, but you can't skip steps. But what I'll, I'll you know, try to wrap, wrap up my answer, but Sunday we had our first intra-squad scrimmage, you know, full, you know, live action, you know, two 20-minute halves with officials in Chartway Arena. And to be honest, I was, I walked away from that very pleased. I was surprised at, at some of the things and, and, and Grant, we, we still have a long way to go, but some of the things that we, you know, the, the entire coaching staff, you know, we, we, we had a good rest of the day on, on Sunday and those things have a tendency. Monday was a day off from, from practice and they have a tendency if they don't go well to stick with you. But uh, I think everybody after the scrimmage on, on Sunday felt, felt very, very good on, on Monday. 
So it would be quite the challenge to meld such a big recruiting class where players are coming from different teams, different team dynamics. Mike and I have had the privilege of being at a few practices, and it seems like the guys really genuinely like each other. I mean, just reading the body language. How is the team's chemistry coming along from your perspective? Well, you know, I, I think when we talk about chemistry, there's there's kind of two different areas. One is is off the court. Uh, and, and the other is on the court. And, and, and often, you know, one, one affects the other. Certainly, I, I think you, you're, you know, your observations are right on the money. I think this is a group that, that really likes one another. They, 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 they just have fun. You know, they joke around. They, they spend time together, that kind of thing, which is always good if, if, if you can achieve that. And then there's the, the chemistry on the court, and that's still a, a work in progress. But as I, I've told the guys, and, and, and quite honestly, I, I said it publicly in our, at our tip-off dinner last, last week at the Norfolk Yacht Club, until we face some adversity, you know, we, we can have all the chemistry we want right now, you know, and all the good feelings. But when you find out about a team is when something, right, something gets hard or something goes wrong, you know, we, we hit a, a bump in the road, which it happens with every team every year. And when that happens, if we can get through that adversity and still stick together, right, and fight through together, getting stronger when, when, when adversity hits and not coming apart, that's when we'll know. Um, I, I, I like, I, I really, really like what I've seen. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's talk, it's their actions. But after last year, you know, uh, early on, I, you know, I, I would have told you that that team had some pretty good chemistry and, and, and clearly, the on-court chemistry wasn't what we, we wanted or, or needed it to, to be. When we hit adversity a year ago, you know, it's way too often the bottom. And, and you know, we've got to make sure that this year that, that that's not the case, that when you, when you do run into a rough patch, that, that we come tighter together. And that's what we're trying to achieve. It's, it's a point of conversation all the time, but the guys do, you know, you, it doesn't take long. The guys like one another, they interact in a different way. And, and it seems like, you know, they're, they're working really, really hard, but they're enjoying, enjoying one another, enjoying getting out there and, and, and competing. So as Aaron said, we've been to a couple of practices. And one question I've always wondered is as a coach, when you're in camp, how do you know what you have? Like if the defense is playing great, is it because the defense is great or could it possibly be like, how do you know what you have? Well, you've got to wa watch it really, really closely. That's why you hear coaches and I don't care what sport it is or what level, right? If he asks a coach at the, at the end of the game, you know, what did you do? Well, what, you know, and they can give their, their impressions, but you always hear them say, you know, I want to watch the film. I, I need to watch the film. Watching film there, there's an art to watching film, not to, <laughs> Not to disrespect you guys, but if you watch the exact same film that I did, we get different stuff out of it. And that's why coaches watch and then they back it up and they watch it and they back it up and they watch it again, because there's there's so many different things going on. Um, and, and I can't even imagine a football coach with with all those you know extra pieces, you know, you know, 22 guys out there the whole time. So, you know, that, that question, you know, we, we, we walked away being really, really pleased with our offense and, and the scrimmage on Sunday. But that also means that we probably had some issues with, with our defense. And so you try to balance 
those things. You try to look at it. We try to, you know, film clips with, with our guys, both positive and, and negative. And, and, and almost for every positive offensive play that you make, you know, there's, there's probably a, you know, some, something from a negative standpoint on a de- defensive play. So that, that's a, a constant balancing act while you're just right now playing, playing one another. That's why it's so important. We've got our secret scrimmage coming up on Saturday that uh, there's, you know, colleges all over the country are, are, are playing those. And obviously the, the exhibition game coming up on November 2nd against the CNU, those will be our first tastes of, of, you know, playing somebody different and, and, and really knowing, you know, we, yeah, we did something really, really, you know, we, we did something well, and it wasn't because we did something poorly at the other end. Thank you for answering. Because people ask me, what did I think of the team? I was like, well, I like the length. I like the energy, but I don't really know <laughs> enough to judge. So, all right. Speaking of practice scrimmages and all that, have you figured out the rotation or is that something that's just going to have to be developed over time? Yeah, there, there's still, you know, we, we've still got, what, 13 days till that first game. And I, I think it'll, you know, go at least that long, if, if not longer. The rotation this year, we'll, 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 we'll have a longer bench. You know, I don't, I don't see us playing seven or eight guys. It'll at least be eight or nine and, and, and then, you know, maybe even 10. I, I know that sounds crazy. It's, it's not ideal to, to have that many. You know, and, and you can't as a coach, if you try to make too many people happy, you know, you're, you're probably also, you know, making guys unhappy too. So you can't keep everybody happy. Um, the way we're going to, you know, try to play, I think will be, you know, at least for now, Trey and Nemo will be splitting time at the point, you know, probably I would, I would say at, at this point, you know, Makai is, is kind of guaranteed a starting, starting spot at a forward spot. You've, you've got Rico and, uh, and phase on that'll split time at, at, at the center position. And then in all likelihood, I think, you know, Ben, Ben Stanley will start at the other forward spot. So you're, you're talking about, you know, three, three different positions that, you know, are still kind of in, in competition, so to speak, you know, for that first, that, that first five. But I, I don't know if we're going to have anybody playing 30, 30 minutes a game. And, you know, maybe one, maybe two, certainly no more than that. And and the other guys, you know, they're they'll be in the in, you know in the teens or the twenties, you know, with with their 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 playing time, and a lot of that will depend on you know how how they've played immediately leading up to the game and how they're playing in in a particular contest. Coach, how do you find a balance between a shorter bench and then guys having wear and tear over the course of the year if they're having to play lots of minutes, or having a longer bench where? You know, maybe you feel like you lose just a little bit because someone's not quite as experienced, but you're having guys being fresher, longer, and maybe not getting as nicked up. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't really buy the whole, you know, guys get worn down. You, you can, you can adjust their workload in, in practice. I mean, we've, we've done that for years. We did it with Trey Freeman. We did that with Ahmad Caver. We did that with uh, very much so for Malik Curry. You know, you, you can, once you get into the games, you know, you, you can hold guys out a little bit in practice, you know, where they don't, you know, they don't play as many of the live segments, you know, if they're playing 35, 36, 37 minutes a game. But, you know, these, these guys are young. They're in great shape. If, if you're smart, you pay attention to, to their bodies. You listen to them. You know, you can always give them rest leading up to the game. I, I don't think that, that that necessarily impacts, you know, their their freshness. 
the, the big thing I, I think fresh freshness wise is is the mental state of of your players. We're we're big believers. You know, our practices right now are probably a little bit over two hours. You guys have been there, but that that as the the the, the season you know goes on, that'll gradually shorten. And by the time you know we're we're playing in late January, February, we're you know you're talking about an hour and 15 and when we're always very very conscious of the the workload that those guys have fresh legs and fresh mind is much more important at that time of the year than you know going out there and and, and trying to do too much you know there's there's probably more losses from overcoaching than there is from from undercoaching we appreciate that perspective so in the last couple of months Bryant Smith took an opportunity at UNC Greensboro and John Richardson's also moved on that presented a golden opportunity to add both Jamal Robinson and Jordan Brooks to your coaching staff. Can you just kind of give us a small snapshot on why you feel they're great fits for ODU and what roles they're going to hold for the squad? Well, you know, we, we, we talked about our, our staff as it was comprised, you know, back in, in the spring. And one of the things, you know, we talked about, you know, when, when you, you know, analyze our, 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 our staff is, is we, we needed to do a better job in the recruiting area. You know, I felt like our program, you know, from a, the, the, the players are, are, are treated great. You know, they've got a great experience. Uh, the academic support was terrific, you know, from an, an organizational standpoint, you know, kind of everything I, I thought was, was really, you know, in great shape, but I, I thought we could improve our recruiting efforts and, and, and hopefully kind of flip our, our roster. And then when, you know, when, when, when Bryant left, you know, we, I wanted to find somebody that, you know, could, could compliment the, the guys that were on the staff and, you know, but could come in and, you know, do a good job in all the areas, but especially in, in I, I interviewed a number of guys that, that I thought could have been outstanding candidates, but obviously chose, you know, Jamal Robinson. He's, He's somebody that I have a history with, having recruited him out of high school to go to the University of Virginia, and then you know kept up with him for for years and years after he he graduated from from UVA. Um, and I thought that he would be a great compliment to the guys that that we had during that process. I also became very impressed with Jordan Brooks, and Jordan, you know, was a guy that that. For, for years has just stayed in touch. He, he had gotten to know Brian Stith a little bit. And, you know, he was just a guy that networked. And I'm sure, you know, he's, he's not a guy. He wasn't just staying in touch with us. He was staying in touch with other coaches. And I, I really think that that ability to connect is, is what makes him such a quality recruiter at, at a relatively young, young age. He just, he, he connects with people and he, he just reaches out and he's constantly, you know, on the phone and communicating with, with other college coaches. But more importantly for us, you know, in, in this situation, he's, he's constantly talking to, you know, re recruits, high school coaches, AAU coaches, et cetera. He, he knows a lot of people. So he impressed me so much that I, I kind of created a spot and I, I put Jordan in, in a spot that we didn't have filled a year ago. It had been since it had been since Dennis Wolf was on the staff a couple of years ago, and so I, I, you know, brought Jordan in to to fill that spot, you know, thinking that that he would be a a, a quality addition. You know, with with John's departure, I it just worked out that I had somebody in house already, and I didn't have to go through a search process again, and I just elevated Jordan in, into that spot, and both of them have have hit the ground running. They haven't spent much time in in Norfolk. They they've been out on the road. 
a lot. And, and um, you know, that's with, with, with those guys, that's what we talked about. And, and that's where I think they can make the, the biggest impact, you know, for, for our program. So there's one other hire that's happened over the past year. I mean, it, it happened during last season, but uh, we haven't had a chance to talk much about it. But your new strength coach, uh, Tim, I haven't been impressed by his resume. I can't believe we have him here. But what has his impact been on the team so far? Tim Saha is – he was a grand slam for, for our program. When, when Eric Potter left, you know, he just had an opportunity last, last December that, that could have been a, a really big blow because Eric had done a great job was, was, you know, well-liked by all the coaches and the players. And he, you know, he, he, he was really, really good at what he did. That was not a time, you know, during the season when you, you normally are uh, going to be looking you know, for a new strength coach for basketball. And, you know, we, we were a little bit worried. Did we want to do it then? Do we want to just wait till the spring where the, the pool of candidates would, would be larger? And, you know, we, we didn't do an, an official search, but we, you know, we called around and, and quite honestly, to, to, to Bruce Stewart, who's I think the senior associate director, and he oversees football as well as men's basketball, Somehow or another, Bruce found this, you know, it, it, it almost like he fell into our laps. And Tim Saha had been up at the University of Washington for a number of years. He was the, 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 the head football strength coach. Um, he had been at Boise State with Chris Peterson. And then when Chris Peterson went to be the football coach at Washington, he brought Tim along and was extremely, extremely, extremely well-respected. You know, I, I, I won't throw out any numbers. Tim was making a ton of money at, at the University of Washington. And then, you know, when the football staff gets let go, the strength coach gets let go as well and let go. Um, and the bottom line was, you know, Tim, Tim just wanted, he, he wanted to, as he said, get back to his roots and his roots is working with young men, not kind of dealing with the politics and a lot of stuff that, that he had, you know, been, been faced with out there. And, you know, he and his family, and, and when we found out that he was genuinely interested, he wasn't, you know, going to be looking at Old Dominion as a stepping stone or an intermediate stop, we jumped at the chance to, to hire him. And from day one, he's been fantastic. He has anybody that spends any time around our team watching practice or a lift or anything like that, Tim's enthusiasm is, is infectious. The guys love him. They love working for him. He makes it, you know, fun and interesting. It's not always easy, you know, going into that weight room after you've just had a, you know, two plus hour basketball practice, but they, they respond to him really, really well. And, uh, you know, he's, he's fit in his family's in the community and it's, it's, it's just been a real plus uh, all in all. Well, I know the practices that I've been at, he's fired me up. I mean, so much so that I think I might actually be able to touch the net. <laughs> All right. Don't so, hurt yourself. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to pull a hammy. You know, these 47 year old legs are not as good as they used to be. So, we just have a couple of minutes left. At early November, we're going to be facing Christopher Newport in an exhibition. And then we'll be hosting Maryland Eastern Shore in our first official game of the season. What will you be looking for from the team in these two early games? I mean, a lot of things. I mean, you know, you always want to win. You want to play well. I'd like to have a, a, a flow to our offense. You know, we, 
we don't want to be be dragging around. We're not looking to play as much in the half court. You know, we're 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 trying defensively to to do some different things in order to utilize that that longer bench. And 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 you know, for me, you know, I'll I'll be experimenting. I, I guess would be the right word to to try different combinations and and try to figure out that rotation that that, that Mike was asking about earlier. You know, it, it's. It's, it's still a work in progress. And, and so those will be opportunities, you know, for, for me, for the staff to kind of look at things and, and see, you know, it, it's like a, a, a puzzle and, you know, trying to find so that each piece fits in. So it makes a beautiful picture. And, and that's what we'll, you know, what we'll be working on and, and, and trying to, you know, put together. All right, coach. It's been great getting to chop it up with you tonight. We're so excited for this journey you're going to take with us this season and take ODU Monarch fans on. Thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see how this season pans out. We'll see you in two weeks. All right. And I, you know, I just want to say, and, and I don't know if we're still on the air or not, but, you know, you two guys are great, not just for doing this and for ODU men's basketball, but Hopefully the listeners understand the service that you guys are doing for the athletic department. You know, I know you've got other shows and, and different things. And, you know, what my intention is to kind of give some insight on the program and things that people might not necessarily know. So, you know, I, I really do appreciate it. And I'm looking forward, you know, to for a whole season. All right. The, the, the 30 minutes that we've had has, has gone by very, very quickly. I can tell you this, tonight you've answered a lot of questions that are being asked on the message board. So I, I know we're going to get a great response from this, and I can't wait to see what it's like. So, All right, all Coach. Right. Thank you so much, Coach. We'll talk to all you right, soon. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. All right, you too. Our next segment, we're joined by Jamal Robinson. Jamal is a former UVA standout who enjoyed a 13-year professional career that included a stint in the NBA with the Heat and winning multiple league championships across the globe. Following a successful start in coaching as a developmental skill instructor, Jamal joined Hampton as an assistant. He then moved on to LaSalle before ultimately joining Old Dominion. Welcome to the Monarchs, and thanks for joining us tonight, Jamal. Uh, thank you guys for having me. All right, Jamal. So you spent a lot of your coaching career working directly with various elite basketball camps like the Nike pre-draft camp. Clearly, that work goes hand in hand with the job of a college coach. But can you tell us about the day to day of a college assistant? I mean, it's, it's more than just basketball. You know, you, you become like a father figure. You want to make sure the guys are doing what they're you know, supposed to do. You want to stay on top of them at the same time, be there for them when they have issues there's a lot that it entails but it's it's all worth it it's amazing so coach jeff told us about your relationship and i mean he, he recruited you at a high school the uva what was it like playing for jeff and what's it like been working with him as a coach i mean i learned so many life lessons like just values and stuff man he was a lot more he's 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 lightened up a little bit he was a little bit more fiery but you know it, all in all, it was amazing. Like, like I said, I learned a lot and still to this day, and this is what we try to express to our guys and then recruits and things of that nature. Like this isn't something, it's just not a four year thing. It's, it's, it's a lifelong thing. It's a 40 plus year thing, but we all still, you know, stay in touch with him and to be working with him is amazing. I actually learned 
from him as far as my, my coaching journey is, is amazing. So you say that he's lightened up. He's not quite as fiery as he used to be. I tell you, our listeners are going to hear that and they're going to be shocked because what they see coach on the court, you know, they perceive that as a really fiery kind of guy. As a coach, having having had Jeff coach you, you see him on the court as you guys are coaching together every day. Has his coaching style evolved? Is he the same coach? I would say that he's he's gotten better in, re- in regards to, you know, understanding whom he who's playing for him and you know each one is not the same you know he the way he handles certain guys and and when I say he's he's lightened up a little bit I think that was just part of it you know he was so young as my head coach UVA is like 32 years old which is amazing a head coach in the ACC but you know he's still fiery still has the passion he still loves it his energy is up. I wasn't around last year, but I heard it was down some. I guess that's some of the things that he was going through. But I think he he's back to being himself, and I can't wait. Um, he's still he's still him. Like he he's still Coach Jones, and you know that's what I I love. And and in, in taking this position, that's what I I wanted. I wanted to see him at work from this side, this 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 side of basketball of the game. So when you took this position, obviously Coach Jones helped draw you to Old Dominion. But we all evaluate when we're taking a new job, the pros and cons. What were your initial insights to Old Dominion and what kind of led you to take the position? Well, I, I actually live here. Like my, my family's here. They didn't travel when I, you know, I moved on to LaSalle. And my little girl, she was, she's entering the eighth grade. She's getting ready to start high school and stuff like that. And, you know, I had, I had reached out to Coach Jones some time before saying, you know, I, I'd like to come home. And at the same time, you know, learn from you as well. You know, I have a list of guys that I, I would like to work for. And of course he was on there, but it was, it, it, it was a no brainer. So even when I was still playing and I would come back here, we would play in the gymnasium that they used to use and, uh, and coming here and actually touring the camp. I, I couldn't believe it. This it's a, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful school, like a beautiful campus, man. And it was just one of those things where it was like, there's no way in this world we can't, we can't bring some, or, you know, get talent here. Just getting in here, seeing that, will blow them away. And the, those that we have had here already have said that. Like the parents are, are they're really like, wow. They're, they're wowed by where it's at now, where, you know, what it's become and sh- where, it's, where it's headed. So it was a no-brainer. Like this is, again, I wanted to come home. And it was difficult leaving LaSalle from the standpoint of basketball and, and Fran Dumphy, who is a legend in his own right, you know, as far as Philly basketball, Hall of Fame, Big Five, all that, and just an amazing human being. I mean, but I, I, needed, I needed to come home. Uh, I wanted to come back, and I can't, you know, thank Coach Jones enough for uh, this opportunity. Well, we're excited about you wanting to come home. So yeah. No, no, like, I, I'm so serious. Like, there is just no way we can't get ODU back to those days when I was, again, visiting. I was from coming, you know, playing in Europe, coming back, playing with the guys from, like, young Baysmore to even before him. And there, there's just no way we can't get it back, back to where it was. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I feel the same way. And I think that's a, a good lead in here. You joined the squad in August. So you've been here for a couple months. <laughs> yeah. What are your initial thoughts of the roster makeup? What are you seeing so far? It's, it's typical. So Coach Jones has always been guard heavy. Like, you know, we've always had, you know, the better guards, big guards at that guard heavy, but 
as far as the team and you know I've been traveling a lot I've been recruiting and but when I am there I, I like what I'm saying you see growth you see guys that want to get better you see guys that want to be in the gym you have a tendency now to see or have teams some you know I'm not some of the teams I've been guys don't really care to be in the gym for any type of extra work and these guys all seem to want to you know get it in and get better and that's what's important it seems like they're gelling they're still getting to know one another we talk about seven transfers and you know, all that type of stuff. So I, I like I like the direction we're headed. I'm actually I'm doing two things right now at one time. Forgive me. I'm watching the the, uh, the the scrimmage film and talking to you guys. But I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. I love a multitasker. At the <laughs> when we were at practice, you were you weren't. I think you had just come off the road and you were out playing. And you look like you still would be playing today. Man, uh, I wish. I, I promise. <laughs> I promise you, if there's anything in, in doing this, is trying to get these guys to understand seize, seizing the moment, valuing it, appreciating it. You know, you can't cheat it. And I, I again, I, I wish I could play right now. I, I definitely would. And just, just trying to get, the, you know, that's part of why I, I chose to do this, trying to get these guys to understand the importance of the game and, you know, team or everything that, that is, um, that brings together. Like, I'm, I'm fumbling my words now, forgive me. But uh, just, just trying to get them to, take this you know not take this for granted take it seriously but yes i would if i could i would play right now <laughs> yes right now so coach you talked about being on the road can you talk to us a little bit about the life of a college coach scouting recruiting and balancing all of those yeah, responsibilities no, it's it's i mean it's it's part of it and i'm being around the game forever is it's nothing new i i i enjoy it but it, it is taxing you know you, I got in, for example, this past trip, I got into Kansas where it was like one in the morning, had to be up by seven to be in the gym by by nine. Then right after that, I'm back on the plane. I don't get back here till one o'clock. And, you know, you got to be in the office first thing in the morning. But at the same time, it is basketball and my love for it, you know, it, it outweighs. So it's not a problem. It's not an issue, but it is taxing. Then at the same time, when you have your week trips where, you know, I've been, I've gone from Dallas, Phoenix, Dallas, uh, New York, DC, then came home. You still got to contact your guys, reach out and make sure that, you know, everything's okay. But it, again, it's basketball. So it's not that bad. All right. So we've already established you're on the road a lot. You're looking for <laughs> your next monarch. All right. So when you're out looking for those next monarchs, what in particular are you looking for? And maybe it differs when you, if you're looking at a high school talent versus a transfer portal or junior colleges what's on your radar what are you looking for yeah i mean first and foremost of course is talent we've had plenty of people that you know, either somebody that they were already looking at uh, that you know somebody in the past might have been looking at or we all have our friends all these aau coaches stuff like that and they reach out to look at specific guys juco coaches so you you know you do your homework before actually traveling to see them you'll look them up as far as synergy and then uh, when you get out there, you, you kind of have a feel, some sort of a feel for them. But then you want to look at, you know, toughness. IQ is always an amazing thing, but, you know, competitiveness, just the, the, the basics. And then you go from there. You, you, that's your foundation. Then you go from there as far as the talent and stuff like that, what they do well. But I would say for me, what's important is the love for the game, the appreciation for it. And how you, you find all that, you, you just got to do your homework. You got to get to know the person. That's your recruiting. So, Coach, I've heard stories of other coaches and recruiters talk about things that maybe 
they see that will just go right a player off immediately? Are there is there anything you encounter that for you is just like, yeah, that's a no go for me? Well, it's also understanding, but one of the things that you, you tend to hear mainly now that damn sure was excuse my language that wasn't around when I was coming out or you know the parents nobody wants to deal with you know the the noise and the the clouding of kids you know focus and and at the same time you got to understand where they're coming from because for the most part they just want what's best for their kid their child. But I would say first and foremost is, you know, the parents. And then you go from there, schools, different things that the kid may have, you know, they may have, have done or you, you just want to do your homework and make sure that you, you get all the information possible in regards to the recruit. But the parent thing is huge now. Like, and it's so funny when I was on the. The, the skill development side, the AAU side, I found it a little easier to deal with. Now that you're, you know, you're talking, you know, these are supposed to be grown men. And it's, it's alarming when the parent knows everything that's happening within the team structure or the practice setting and stuff like that. It's, that's a little alarming. You like the, the, the young man to be more independent, a little stronger in his own too, than calling home. But uh, this is something that we pay attention to heavily now. And I'm not talking about just us as far as ODU. This is college basketball period. That that can hinder, a, you know, a young man, a, a child in regards to recruitment. Some schools don't want to deal with that. So, Coach, what are you looking forward to most this season? <laughs> Wins. <laughs> I just want to win. Like, I want to win and enjoy the game. Like, you know, even if we were to lose, but we give everything we got and we're we're in the game to the very end. Just Just compete. But but winning, man, that's what it's about. It's about winning. And it'd be nice that, you know, everybody just, you know, reaping the benefits of, of that. Like, just, just go out there, play together and win. Play hard and, play, and, and win. All right, Coach. So we're going to let you go after this one. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. No, you guys uh, are great. Appreciate it. This is a show made by fans for the fans. Okay. Do you have a message for old, old Dominion basketball fans? No, I mean, just continue to to, you know, stay with us, be there with us, believe in us. We're so very thankful, you know, for you all. Again, I, at our dinner, I had the, 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 the lucky, you know, I guess few that were there of just expressing how important it is for the support and how thankful we are. Again, I've played in gyms where there have been no, you know, no supporters and it's the worst. And uh, coming to games in the past, if there's one thing that stood out to me that I, I remember or I always recall is the, the energy in the building. And it's so important for our guys hanging in there with them through the, the, the good and the bad. But uh, we appreciate you and personally, thank you for supporting me and, and having me. But as far as the team, we definitely need you. And they're very thankful as well. Awesome stuff, Coach. Thank you again for joining us. And no, thank you. Thank you. No question. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.